All right, let's do the business. We are here at Motown Rundown. It is Monday, December 7th. Allegedly, great to have you back. Or if it's your first time listening, welcome in. Glad to have you as well. Gentlemen, it is December, so they tell me. Uh, how are we feeling? How are we doing? Ryan Collins, your fantasy football season just ended. I, I just, I, 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 everything that could have went wrong, and I hate to be the guy who talks about his fantasy football team, but I'm just in, enraged about everything that's happening. And, and, and first of all, my running bats, two, both of them, first carries of the game, out for the game, right after it. And whatever, I was going to lose my game anyway. I was, I, I'm not upset about that, but I still make the playoffs if one of the other people in the league is able to beat this other guy, and he was projected to win by like 35 after this guy accidentally played Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who had zero points. He didn't get any PT last night, and he's gonna lose. So I, I'm I'm gonna order myself some McDonald's or Subway or I don't know, Taco Bell maybe after this. Don't I'm do just that sad. To yourself, dude. You don't need to. That's that's where you start getting into trouble with with weight and you just depression and you can't you can't eat yourself into a hole like that. Go for a run. How about that? I went for a run earlier. I thought it was a bring good juju. I went for a run earlier, and it didn't help. You did? Yeah. In December? I guess. Yeah, dude. Dude, I can't run in the cold. Like, my lungs freeze up. They just – my lungs will it just – It is a bad – it's not – it wasn't that cold today, though. It was. It is a battle, usually. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I, I – my thoughts are with Collins and his fantasy football team. I'm doing very well. I'm in great spirits. It is Christmas. Um, I, I I just I, I talked about this on Green and White, so I won't get all into it. But I just I'm, I'm checking the Christmas movies off the list every single day. Watch a new one, maybe two or three. How are you? It's a lot of fun. Really getting into the spirit. I feel fantastic. Rabs, how are you? You know, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Not much has changed here in the way I've been, you know what? So here's the thing. Uh, let me break down what's been going on in my life, in my busy, busy life. So I moved back from college in what? Is it August? When do I move back? August, I think I moved back. August I moved night, back I home. Think really wow, really? That's, I just have a steel trap, man. Steel trap. <laughs> One of the worst days of your life, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss you. Thank you. I miss you too, Trent. This got weird. <laughs> I, I move, I move my stuff home and just, I'm a procrastinator by trade. So all of my stuff from college has just been like sitting in my room, just collecting dust, which is also not good because I am severely allergic to dust mites. So I got my, the nose is going, what? my that nose is running off. I, I got an allergy test. Dude, have you ever gotten an allergy test before? Yes. I don't have allergies. Brutal stuff. They it's... lay it like, at least when I went, they lay on your stomach and they pull out like 120 needles. It's like out of like a, like a kung saw movie. It's like Kung Fu Panda when he's doing the acupuncture. Yeah, it's like the acupuncture. And yeah. they just start like this, this guy, and I'm sure he's a, a, a certified doctor. I don't mean to throw him under the bus. I'm sure he is certified in the States to do his yeah, work. This, this guy. No rhyme or reason. Just, just throwing every needle. I'm crying. This was years ago. I'm crying. I'm biting the table. It's a mess. Out of all the needles, the 120 some needles it had to be. I'm allergic to three things. Like what? Like why even waste the time? I'm allergic to dust. I'm allergic to canaries and like some exotic African plant. Like that's it. <laughs> that's it. And that's what I sat there as a kid. That's why I think I got some. You know, everyone's got issues, but I think a lot of mine stem from that one day at the allergy. The allergy. What do you call that place, by the way? That's not a dermatologist, is it? Allergy testing center. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I did yeah. the same thing. Me and my brother Brock did, 
and man was that tough like I, I, yeah I'm, I'm someone who does like have allergies like i'm allergic to nuts and like other Ooh. other shit so like you gotta get over was, that well i'm gotta trying. get over that that's a natural allergy uh, unlike yeah. your dust bites allergy <laughs> dust mites that, dust like, mites that, they're not dust bites that sounds like it's like a host what is like, dust mites i've never heard that in my life that is a fake thing Rabs. no dude that's dust mite that's what dust is that's mites they're little they're dust mites they're dust it's they're dust. like bugs. Yeah, but it's dust. I don't do the dust. I can't. I don't do well in the dust. <laughs> anyway, beside the point, I got all I the dust you. out of the. There's no more dust in my room, and I cleaned like everything up. Bookshelves organized. I went through. I put on. I literally tried on Trent. I tried on every single T-shirt I own, and the ones that don't fit, I said, "Hey, little brother, if you want them, you want them. If not, I'm gonna donate them out of the kindness of my heart. It is the giving season." So that's what I'm doing. So I was very productive in cleaning the room. That's what I did all week long. And now we're here. Well, good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> that you had a productive couple days because sometimes, Rabs, sometimes I worry about you. Not not because of you. Just I hate because, No, I know. I know. Listen. You're the not the world, first person to say that. Well, the world is a crazy place right now, right? Like, Collins yeah, and I are, like, slammed with school stuff right now, and it's just... Slamming it's, beers like, with your boys yeah. while I'm well, at home watching okay. yeah, soap so, operas with my mom. Not yeah. that I... I love my mom. I do. I, I am not complaining. I'm just saying we have things to do, you know? Like, we... we we Thanks, have good Trent. or bad, good or bad. We're very busy, and and you, you're just kind of waiting. That I, Trent, you did not go into this the right way. You really did. You're like, perhaps I'm really worried about you. You're at we home. We have things you to, do. to do. What do we you have do? Things to do. What do you do with your life? This is ridiculous. That, that no, is thank not you, what Trent. I meant. Yeah, yeah. I know I, it's not, but I you didn't go into it right. About me. I have sympathy for you and other people like you right now Thank who are you. in your situation. How's that? What do you mean like me, Trent? Say it to my face. What do you mean like me? People, people who are just slightly not overweight, a little people, overweight, oh, too no. short maybe. People well, okay, now, now you just college. didn't people get taken on the ninth grade basketball team because I was too short. Have a job Everyone needs a stretch four. Everyone needs a stretch four, coach. You're also a lefty. That's kind of a little plus. Yes. Dude, Rabs, when we play pickup with the Rabs, just one of the biggest all-time showing from Rabs. I'll just say that. Dude, he's got got an unstoppable runner. Dude, he he showed up in an arm sleeve, a headband, and you're like, I've had these shoes since I was in ninth grade. I'm I'm locked in. First possession goes (laughs) through the lane. Throws a runner up. I think you threw it over the, like the basket. It was unbelievable. Well, Collins, first of all, you have to understand that I'm not your age, so my body, I, it takes a little bit. Not my age. My what are you talking about? This was last year. Yeah, but I'm I'm older than you, so it, it, you'll year? see as you grow. Well, as you you'll see as you grow. Hey, dude, 365 days is a long time. You'll see the wear and tear that gets put on the body. So the arm sleeve to me is not a cosmetic thing. It's a, I need it or else we're going to be in trouble type. Or so, so you're Brett Favre, copper tone, no free ads. Your copper fit. No free copper. ads, but copper fit. Yeah. So that, that's you. Yeah, dude, whatever. I look, I don't, I was a rebounder and I played hard defense. I fouled out in like six minutes every, I ser- seriously, my last time playing basketball, I was eighth grade. I played AAU basketball. People forget that by the way. I, I played AAU basketball for like four years. No one ever talks about that. But I, I think this never told us. Well, my last year of playing basketball, I, I think that I probably I fouled out like every game. Like I it just that's I would get like three minutes a game and I would just have to take myself off. So that's just what I did. I played hard nosed defense. No one would slide on the ground like I would do to get balls. 
um, take charges, et cetera. Anyway, beside the point, I'm doing great. Room is clean. We have another big episode today on the Motown Rundown. I know that people have been watching the news. They have been hearing it all over the radio about the big drama that has come up between our Motown Rundown podcast and, quote unquote, the other Motown Rundown podcast. You can't escape it. You can't escape the drama. If you don't know what I'm referring to, well, first of all, you're a bad listener. Go back to the last week's episode and listen to our show. You can also follow us on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown or check us out on Facebook. We're also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're not subscribed yet, what are you doing? Help us out. It's the holiday season. You give, we give. I give, you give, Trent gives. We all give to each other. Help us out a little bit. But if you did not listen to last week's episode, we are in a little bit of drama here. There is another podcast that exists out there in the ether that is also called the Motown Rundown. I explained the entire story last week, but we have a very, very special guest today. You asked, you asked, we delivered. You guys want a drama. You guys want gloves off. You guys wanted me in the ring with my shirt off, throwing punches. I'm here for you, and we're going to do it. Not quite. It, it's not. I don't want to make this not up to be like it's something. Not at all. It's not It's not. Unfortunately for entertainment purposes, but fortunately for me being able to sleep at night and not being, like, scared or intimidated, uh, we brought on Matt Henkel of the other Motown Rundown. He, of course, as we said last week, uh, it's him and his brother uh, that do the podcast over there. Um, so we brought him on the show today. We recorded this interview a little bit earlier. Um, had a great conversation with him. Talked about some Detroit sports, Lions, Pistons. Talked about some movies because he does do a uh, podcast that's centered around film and movies. Um, and then, of course, we got to the drama that everyone has come here and has put down, dropped everything in their lives to listen to. And we talked about the big controversy about the two Motown Rundown podcast. So without further ado, we will turn it over to that interview with Matt Henkel right now. Hi, I'm Paul. All right. We now welcome on to the podcast, Matt Henkel. Matt, I do have to say, I cannot tell you the last time that we had a guest on this podcast. Let a, and you are, you are confirmed the first guest that is someone that we don't already know. So welcome to the Motown Rundown. Thank you for Wonderful. joining us here. I know it's this is the big drama that's been all over the news. If you've been tuning into CNN and all your big uh, news outlets, the the battle of the Motown rundowns. But thank you for taking the time to join us here. Of course, it's been impossible to escape all the drama, uh, but I appreciate you guys having me <laughs> on so we can kind of flush this out. Yes. Um, so first of all, um, I know I was looking, I was not stalking your Twitter, but I was looking your Twitter because we yeah, have been. So you were, you're stalking them. No, no, no. We've been you in communication. So I've Twitter. come across the page, but Matt, you do a lot of cool stuff. I would like you to, if you want, introduce yourself to the people, tell us what you're all about, some info, fun facts about you before we start uh, talking some sports. Yeah. So I am, I think you guys mentioned it in your episode where all of this initially came up. Uh, the brother of Nicholas Tinkle. He's actually, contrary to popular belief, he is actually my younger brother. People always confuse that. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. Um, but he's a year younger than I am, if you're familiar with his work, uh, primarily in Pistons Twitter. Um, I Are you guys all Spartans? You guys are all either at Michigan yeah. State or went to Michigan State? Okay, yes. appreciate that. I'm not a current Spartan or anything, but that's kind of Spartans are in my blood, in my family blood. Love it. Uh, so that's great. I actually went to Grand Valley myself. Uh, so I am uh, currently in Grand Rapids right here. Um, 
other than that, yeah, like I obviously the reason I'm on run the other Motown rundown account uh, with my brother <laughs> uh, in the sports, in the movies, run milk movies, and then uh, just another podcast called Brain Trust with some of my other friends. Otherwise, um, just work full time in marketing. So nice. Awesome. What, what, hey, what was the best movie this year? Best movie might have actually just come out this past weekend with Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime. Very, very, very good. Okay, I'm gonna he's take a drummer, a and he's a drummer. He goes deaf, and it's basically just his journey, like back from that. Okay. Matt, good. did you see Tenant? Do we lose Matt? No, I think it just it was bad audio. Matt, did you see Tenant this year? Your audio kind of cut out for there. There you go. Are we yeah, back? Yeah, we're bad. We're bad. Yeah, so is I it, actually is it as good as it people as people say? Um. Oh no. Uh, I I don't want to give any spoilers away because I am obsessed with Christopher Nolan and I went into that movie with the highest of expectations that I've had for a movie in a very long time. And I actually, because theaters were shut down in the longest time in Michigan, my brother's based in Chicago. I have a friend that's in Chicago. Long story short, I decided I'm just going to drive down to Chicago, literally see this movie and then come back. So I drove down to Chicago, saw Tenant, hung out with my friend for the night. The next day, saw Tenant again with my brother, not planned, but saw it again. And it is, of all the movies that I've ever seen in theaters, it is one that you very much have to see in theaters or should see in theaters. It's, it's something. I, I really don't want to get into it too much without spoilers because that, how familiar are you guys with Christopher Nolan's work? Love there. Batman, big Batman guy. I okay. hate Inception it's just though. Batman. Hate it? I, I, I like I like Nolan's stuff, but like I Well, mean, your brain's too small to understand Inception. So that's Well, I just I just I, I like a clear ending there at the end of that movie. That's all I I, I like all Nolan's stuff except Inception. There is a lot to unpack with Tenet, and I will leave it at that. It's something like I got it, and I think most people do get it, but it's it's quite the journey. It's, it's Christopher Nolan unhinged is kind of the simplest way to put it. He is, of all the craziness that he lets run through his mind, that is his craziest movie. I kept hearing that you, it was one that you did need to see in theaters, and thanks to the state of affairs here in Michigan, might be taking a road trip to, like, Arkansas to go see this movie. But I'm, I'm glad to hear that it was at least good because it's, like, the one thing that I was looking forward to this year, and that's been ripped away from me as well. Um, but, uh, Matt, we do talk about sports here on our Motown rundown, just like you do on your Motown rundown. And before we get into the gloves off battle Royale, um, and by the way, for people, I, I hate to break it to people that were coming on here looking for like a Jerry Springer type ordeal here, not going to happen. And I guess I say, unfortunately, very tongue in cheek, but Matt seems to be too nice of a guy for any of that to go down. So sorry, people, it's a, it's just a, it's a friendly, friendly state of affairs here, but, um, Big win for the Lions, Matt. Now, are you in the camp of people that wishes that they would lose the rest of the games by 30 points and then go out and draft a quarterback and send Matthew Stafford away in a Viking funeral? Or are you like our friend Trent here on the podcast where you think the Lions are going to win every single game from here on out and they're going to go lose in the NFC Championship game? Um, I might have had Super Bowl expectations at the beginning of the season, as I have <laughs> I my entire life. So that's nothing new here. Um, I don't, 
it's so hard to say with quarterbacks every single year. Um, people were even making jokes about the draft class that Dak Prescott came out in. Uh, we might love him, but Connor Cook has obviously not had the NFL career that maybe we had hoped for. He was taken before Dak Prescott. So it is, it's, it's hard to uh, kind of predict like, oh, you just move on from Matthew Stafford, take a quarterback, and then all will be well in the world. It's very clear that we have way more problems than Matthew Stafford, who just played one of his best games in his career this past Sunday, statistically speaking, and shows that he still has some juice left. So I would like to see – Daryl Bevel has said it himself. I want to see the Lions have fun the rest of the season. doesn't necessarily have to be a win. What we saw on Sunday was something that we haven't seen in years now. The competition that they put forth, uh, the effort to obviously finish through the game, and the defense actually made plays, which we haven't seen in I don't know how long. So um, I am somewhere in between. If Matthew Stafford moves on, I completely understand. He is even – of all the times he's ever talked to the media, this is the most unclear it is as to whether he's going to stick around or not. But we'll see. I, I would just very much like to see this team have fun the rest of the way, which is what Daryl Bevel is asking for them. Do you have a short list in mind already for uh, head coaching targets and GM targets? I know everyone has their own, but I'm curious as to what yours is. Hey, the legislators of Michigan, uh, Sala. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate <laughs> that. It's not like we got anything else going on. <laughs> I would love to see Salah come here. I don't know if you guys have listened to him on Adam Schefter's podcast this past weekend. Um, He he is, there's a lot of, like even from his own family, not just fans, his own family is really pushing for him to get the Detroit job, but he's, he's being a professional about it. He's not really giving any leeway on it. He's also in the middle of his own season. So he's not going to focus on it too much. Right. I would love to see Salah. Um, We'll see what the rest of the season has in store, but I would love to at least see Bevel get a chance at that coaching position, just why not at least give him an interview and everything. Um, Eric Bieniemy, I don't know if there's anything there. Uh, I wouldn't hate getting an offensive-minded coach in Detroit because I don't seem like we haven't really had that. Um, GM, haven't really thought about it too much. I think it's fun to think about the idea of Lewis Riddick coming to town and yes, taking Matt, over. Love he that. Love that. Shouted out Stafford on Twitter on Sunday. Um, so I made a joke about it myself. I not expecting Lewis Riddick to come in. I'm really, I don't know what to expect from the GM position, but um, I think the three guys that are vying for the position right now between Salah, the enemy and uh, Bevel, I, I don't have any qualms with any of them. Lewis Riddick looks too good in this suit not to be a GM. I'm telling you. He's just got too much charisma. <laughs> I agree, but I also think he looks too good not to be on TV. So there's That is of- true. That is true. He does make tough. Greasy and Levy look somewhat competent, and that's pretty hard right now. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, Matt, I don't want to keep you forever, and I know this is what people have tuned in for all around the world. But obviously, if people didn't listen to our podcast last week, um, go listen to that. It kind of explains how we got Matt on here today. And like I said, I do appreciate you coming on the podcast. And I, it was only deservedly so because if we're going to talk about you guys and your podcast, then obviously you deserve a chance to come on here and. Uh, and give us your side of the story. But it was funny because I, I was talking about last week. How I was like, yeah, I, I, I DM Matt on Twitter and didn't hear back from him. And then we finally got in touch. 
you made a very good point that uh, I think I DM'd you and like it, it sounds creepier and creepier the more I think about it. I think I sent like a nice 1.30 a.m. DM on like Friday. <laughs> and so you Matt was like, yeah. What is wrong well, with you? <laughs> well, I was <laughs> – because it that's the time it came across my desk. And Matt was like, yeah, I, I don't really see – He's like, I'm like a normal person and don't really see 1.30 a.m. come across my uh, my clock very often. I'm like, yeah, fair enough. So, um, But I do appreciate the fact that you're here. So um, don't feel like you're on trial or anything. Again, this is not Judge Judy. Yeah. And this is not the Jerry Springer show. So I am excited to hear about how your podcast came to do with your brother. Um, I have no idea if you knew about us using the name or whatnot, but I would love to hear you talk about the inception of your podcast and what you guys do. Yeah, so uh, my brother and I have, I think you guys started your podcast in 2018, correct? Yep. My brother and I started a podcast called Hot Takes in 2018. Fantastic I thought that was name. a clever name. Yeah, I thought it was clever and I loved <laughs> it. It was supposed to be the Hot Cakes Sports Podcast. It was called Hot Cakes, but it was a sports podcast filled with hot takes. And we never had any hot takes. And it lasted... Um, 20 to 25 weeks slash episodes. Um, I don't remember the exact number, um, but that existed for a while. And we couldn't really get into a rhythm just because we didn't necessarily know what we wanted it to be about. Uh, we knew we both wanted to talk about Detroit sports, but did we also want to just reach everything because we like all sports? Um, so we're kind of stuck in a stuck between a rock and a hard place figuring out what we wanted to do. Um, we were eventually going to rebrand and just restart everything and make it like a true Detroit podcast never came to fruition uh plenty of time went by I mentioned earlier that I have the milk movies podcast for movies I have the brain trust podcast with a couple of my other friends um those are two obviously different podcasts um but through that and through that time my brother gained this following through Pistons Twitter just doing his post-game recaps just giving his insight and his opinion on things and that eventually led to him earning the nickname Motown Noah. I don't know if you guys have heard that yes. before. Yes, uh, I have heard that, yes. Yeah, the joke there being, if you guys aren't familiar with Nicholas Hinkle, um, he looks, he's heard it a million times, he knows it, but it also makes me laugh every single time. He's very aware that he looks like a combination of like Jack Black and Joaquin Noah. It's very funny. <laughs> but because of his presence on Twitter, um, because of his appearance, he got donned the nickname Motown Noah. Everybody knows that it is very important if you get a nickname, you do not give it to yourself. Somebody else gives it to you. Right. So he actually earned the nickname Motown Noah. So he has that nickname. He's doing work with Pistons Twitter, um, doing his writing and everything, not just his uh, reaction, so to speak. So he has that name. And with us wanting to kind of revive uh, this podcast and working together, um, he has the nickname Motown. So it's already in his name. And I, it was my idea, I should say, like I was the one that presented to him. Let's go with the Motown rundown, basically. And the, where that came from is, like I said, wanting to incorporate his name. It's in his name. That rundown perfectly embodies what we wanted to talk about. I think in the pilot episode, I specifically say, we want to basically run through 10 points, 10 conversation pieces covering Motown sports uh, where we can just give you the latest on what's going on. Fast forward to the very first episode. That's not what we did. We just talked about like one or two things for the entire time. So that's what it was. So the idea was still there. Uh, Motown rundown rhymes. It embodied what we wanted to do. And it goes together with 
um, with his name. And then when it came to a branding element, um, I know you guys have mentioned before you look through the Twitter and stuff. So I actually have like the arrow that kind of embodies like a rundown, like a list. Um, MR and incorporates all the Detroit colors and whatnot. So there are a lot of things that go into that that I just really appreciate from like a design standpoint. Um, so that's kind of where all that came from. When I came up with all that, I just went to Twitter. We don't really do anything on Instagram or anywhere else just because like I mentioned, I already work full time. My brother's doing his own thing. So it's just me running the Twitter. Went to Twitter. I just searched Motown Rundown. I don't remember if I did like at Motown Rundown or anything like that. I just searched Motown Rundown. And believe it or not, I think this is Twitter's fault. I think it's something to do with their algorithm. Not blaming anybody other than Twitter. Nothing came up. I don't think that's anybody's fault. Like literally just nothing yeah. came up when I searched Motown. I, I, I would 100% believe it. <laughs> I, believe yeah. it. I mean, how many <laughs> followers do we have, Rabs? Yeah, like 10? Yeah, you know, no, no, no. 50, 50 something. We're growing. <laughs> so search Motown rundown. Nothing's there. That's when I actually sell the idea to my brother. Like, hey, let's do this. Let's actually get into piss or not piss Twitter. Uh, just Detroit sports. And he's already got his following. I want to work through it myself. Um, obviously, like in this podcast game and in the competitive world of sports, you got to break through somewhere. So this was my chance to kind of get into it, the full head of steam and really take over. So we do that. We go to actually make the Twitter account and get everything situated. And that's when I type in at Motown Rundown. Taken. Try with an underscore. That's taken. Motown Rundown underscore after that. That's taken. Sure enough, there are already, I know you guys mentioned it before, not calling you out. There are three Motown rundowns outside of ours. So there's ours, there's yours, and then there are two more. So there hey, we're are the best two. Motown rundowns. Best two. Yeah, we're the top I two. I won't fight that. <laughs> top two. <laughs> I won't fight that. Um, that's where it came in too. I was like, okay, well, this is already an idea that's out there. Plenty of other people have already come up with this, this name. I go through each Twitter to be like, okay, well, are these guys actually active? Are they a big deal? Like what's going on in these places to see like, is there still something we can do with Motown Rundown or do we have to kind of completely change everything? I go through, again, not to rip on you guys or anybody, but none of the Twitter accounts are all that active. I know that you mentioned you guys tweet out the episode week by week, which I could see that. So I can see like, oh, a week ago, they tweeted something out. In the world of social media, this is my personal belief. You do have to have like a big time presence. Follower count is nothing. Like that, I'm not even worried about that. If you're active, if you're tweeting frequently, that's when I'll think there's actually something there. So when I searched Motown Rundown, I came across, you guys are Motown underscore Rundown, correct? Yep. Okay. So for yours, like you mentioned, you guys are in like the 50 follower range and then you guys tweet once a week. So in my, like from my perspective, I just didn't think that was like anything major competitive like a live again in the world of social media i'm thinking tweeting at least a couple times a day even as someone who i don't post that much on my own social media feed i don't really care to like get my own opinion out there in that sense i just don't understand like that is really important in this game so going through all those avenues having like the background of why motown rundown made sense for us specifically um and then it's not out of the question necessarily to have multiple podcasts with the same name or even on social media, multiple accounts with the same name. And there might just be different spelling or like in our case with the underscores and whatnot. Um, so I didn't necessarily think we were, it was like out of the question or too crazy for us to just be like, let's just do it and try to do it the best. So that's kind of where we came in. We obviously weren't trying to like rip the rug out from anybody else. Um, but when we came in, 
in our eyes, there just wasn't necessarily a ton of competition because none of it was in our eyes, super active. I love this. No, I, I, I I'm telling you, iron sharpens iron. This is just the <laughs> matrix better. I'm telling, I'm telling you. No, what I, I, I you gotta that's compete the thing to be is, the best motel rundown every week. If you don't bring it, the other one's the best motel rundown on the block. If the other, <laughs> well, I, I, when I, when I initially was informed of, of the other Motown rundown, I was take, I when I went to go take a look, I had my fingers crossed, like, just let it be a dead account. But of course, like, you know, their Twitter following, obviously you guys do, as you said, I mean, every time news comes out for Detroit sports, you guys are on it. So it's like that, that's how involved you guys are, which I, which I respect. And like I said, last week on our show, like I'm so all for all is, is being a guy that loves Detroit sports to a fault. I feel like, you know, it's the Detroit versus everyone. We always get picked on. So the more voices that are out there and giving opinions and the more presence, the better. So as I was trying to explain over and over again last week, there was a very, very small part of me that felt like there was any ill intention whatsoever. And I hope it didn't come off that way last week that we were just calling you guys out. But I mean, I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I, I think that it's, it's actually a hell of a story as far as how you guys got started. And obviously you guys, like I said, you guys do really good work. It's, it's, it's much cleaner and more professional than us three slappies that just sit on here over zoom and, and talk about sports. So, so I do, I, I love that. And I appreciate the fact that, um, that, you know, you were being honest with us about it and are willing to come on here and talk about it. So that's, that's awesome. Hey, it, we got to make more friends in this little Detroit, like social media thing too. We're just, we're lonely out here in mid Michigan, Lansing, just doing weird stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> like you said, I never thought there was any like ill will from you guys either. Um, it's just a situation. Like I didn't expect this to come up. Like I said, being completely honest, when I went through you guys' Twitter account, didn't really think anything of it from like, Oh, these guys are going to like take it super serious. So credit to you guys for at least owning up to it and saying like, Hey, we're proud of who we are and what we built too. So um, to be honest, I I, I'm going to give credit the Rabs there because I I think you how you guys have been active for a while. And I think if I'm being honest, Rabs, I think I saw their account maybe like two two or three months ago and I just didn't think of anything of it. <laughs> well, thanks. No, that's see, that's the thing is this is a good learning experience for me because I am the uh, I hate to throw myself under the bus, but I got to step it up. We always talk about stepping iron up. Sharp iron sharpens iron, Rabs. Iron sharpens No, iron. I know, but that's the thing is they, they've they set the bowl. But what I think I've learned from this conversation with Matt is I'm going after Twitter now. Like, they're on my yeah, list. No, I like Twitter. I might go scorched earth on Twitter next week. That, that, I think, is my next step because they screwed everyone over here. But that's what – so my next thing is, Matt, is I hope, like, obviously – like I said, we like Mota. We like what we've been doing since 2018. So I didn't think you would come on here demanding that we change the name. I'm not going to say the same thing either, but I'm, I'm hoping that you are at least uh, accepting of the fact that we might just coexist here in this Detroit sports realm and we'll have our modest little, unless we grow, if we start growing and you know, if we have to start throwing talking dollar amounts and, and some acquisitions and we can do that, oh, yeah. well, I'm down for it. Oh yeah. Yeah. If we have to get the lawyers involved, whatever it takes, but no, I mean, we have definitely considered like changing the name. I think we're still in our infancy enough to where it's not going to damage anything necessarily. Um, I do think, and I would hope that you guys agree, like it did come from a place of like, no, this genuinely makes sense for what we were doing and who we were and everything. Um, the one thing I will say that does suck is obviously we were the latest to the show and getting at Motown rundown. So I think we have the worst at 
on Twitter. RNDWN is just stupid. Like, I don't even like that. Um, but no, I think like what we've been trying to do is probably similar to everybody else. So there is like a common goal here. We're all on the same page of like, no, we just want to talk to Detroit sports. We all love it. Um, it just kind of sucks that the situation came up. And like you said, we can blame Twitter. Nobody here's fault. Just Twitter's fault. Well, you know, Twitter, I, I seriously, next week, I might go scorched earth on Twitter. Like I might, I might bring the house down. Old Jack, it's bad app anyway, even though I yeah, love ridiculous. it so much. Um, no, but that's, man, of course, you know, we totally understand. I think like it was, again, at it, it, no point did I expect there to be something. Yeah, we saw you guys in 2018. We thought I was going to tear you guys down. I didn't expect any of that. So um, that's great. I and, and my thing is too, like when it came down to it, you know, taking a step back, like I love what we do here. Obviously, we're three college kids while well, I'm fresh out of college, washed up now. But um, so, you know, we just do it for fun. I know you guys are obviously, you know, you and your brother do it. I don't obviously for a living is not the right word, but you guys have a much greater presence and are much more professional with it, which we got to step our game up. You two wake up over there, Trent. We got to step our game up. We just do iron sharpens iron. Um, but I would, that's what I, that. I would hate. I would hate to have people going to look for your show and then they come upon ours like who the hell are these guys this is not good i'd say that we're not good people we have fans and my mom listens but um other than that no so that's awesome i appreciate i appreciate you coming on um um to clear that up so so that's all that's all great um and i'm excited to coexist in this in this detroit uh sports realm as, as we move forward here collins i know collins wanted to get you your in for your uh thoughts on some piston stuff before we let you go too sure say to most improved on the team? Um, I would love to see that. So, I mean, I'll say, yeah, I don't think there's any, I mean, one, he, it's Seku, Svi, Blake, and Derek. I'm remembering off the top of my head, yeah. that's like all that's returning anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say, yeah, I think obviously Blake and Derek have established themselves in such a way to where they're not going to be the most improved. Um, I'd love to see Svi take greater strides too. He's been looking good this off season. So, um, don't think it's a hot take to say that it's between those two, but um, I'll be happy with either one making big strides to turn that. Okay, okay. We gotta know what else we gotta do since there's like three other Motown Rundown podcasts. We should Motown Rundown like retreat. Just, <laughs> we all meet. We all meet at the, like the Rensen every year for like an hour. A banquet. So, what? Hey, what's our issues this year? We get like an e-board. Just figure it out. I love it. Well. Matt, I know that you are a working professional, and as you are someone that does not stay up late like myself, I do appreciate you taking the time to come on here. Seriously, best of luck to you and your brother with whatever happens to your guys' podcast. Uh, Whether you guys change the name or not, I hope you guys have nothing but success. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. I hope that we can talk again soon Um, now that we've established this friendship that exists in the ether of the Detroit Sports Podcast family. Um, I do really appreciate it. And if you have anything else left to say, by all means, if not, I'll let you get out of here and go do your thing and live your life, my friend. Yeah, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Like I said, flush this out. It's been, uh, like I said, you can't escape it. So it's been crazy for the past past week or so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, too, we are, we're at least considering it. We are trying to think through um, other options and everything. We want to make sure that if and when we change it up, we do it right. And that just, something which i will say i appreciate you giving uh was it motown showdown giving that to us but to me just that just sounds like a pure wrestling show and that's not what we're about 
Well, that could be, you know, I kind of call it a separate podcast for that. It could be an event. Yeah. Motel like an underground like wrestling thing in Detroit. Like we should make that. That could be could a good, be. good name for that. Like Motown Showdown with like. Well, first rule of Motown Showdown: oh, yeah. you don't talk about Motown Showdown. Everyone knows that. Nice joke, dude. Set. Thank you. I like Matt. I'm sure you like Fight Club. Classic. Oh, of movie. course, great movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone likes Fight Club. But I will say too, if you guys do go like Motown Showdown, just being a good guy, I won't charge royalties. You guys can have the name for free. Of course. That's just being a good guy. It's the holiday season. I do what I can. I appreciate it. So, yeah, like I said, appreciate you guys having me on and everything. So, um, glad we were able to get this all taken care of. Awesome. Thanks, man. Good talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. Have a good one, guys. Take it See easy. You, Matt. Hi, I'm Paul. Okay. And now we get into what we are here to do, folks. This is a Detroit sports podcast. And the one team we get to talk about today are your Detroit football Lions. Trent. Forward down the field. (laughs) Trent, these guys could get in. They're knocking on the door. I don't don't want to start that already. But um, big win for the Lions. They moved to five and seven. They beat the Bears at Soldier Field on Sunday, 34 to 30. Shout out Daryl Bevel. He's been the head coach for one game, and he already has more wins against the Chicago Bears than your old head coach, Matt Patricia, did. Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings combined. Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings combined. He hasn't even played the Vikings. So I just wanted to add that. (laughs) Yes. So um, I guess, hey, I mean, we always talk about how it seems like with the Lions, we say the same things every week. I can already tell by the look on Ryan Collins' face. He obviously has no interest in even sniffing the Kool-Aid. Not that I am, but I do think that there are some things to unpack here and discuss. Um, but before we get into big picture stuff, uh, why don't we talk about the game, some things you saw, you liked, you didn't like. Collins, what do you think about Darryl Bubbles' Detroit Lions on Sunday? Well, they should have lost this game. Let's not escape that like, point. Mitchell Trubisky – I, I, I not say should have lost this game. The Bears imploded. How about well, that? Okay, but the they, Lions, also should have, they should have won week one. So you, you can say the same Yeah, thing. I know. They, yeah. Whatever. You even it out. Like, whatever. Once the Lions scored before the two-minute warning, I thought they were going to win. Like, I just uh, – like, it was like 2-13, I think. They had three timeouts. I was like, Stafford's get the ball with, like, a minute left and they're going to get the win. And then, of course, makes a fantastic play. Lions hop on and they win the game. So, it was a good win. I was ha- – I, I, me and Trent kind of talked about this yesterday when we were talking. Like – it's just nice to say, hey, suck it, Patricia. You stink. <laughs> like, go, go sit on your couch like, and watch Bevel coach this team. And, 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 like, you can tell that the players are really happy for Bevel. They seem to really like him. Like, that, that's just, like, the general consensus. It might have just been that Matt Patricia was Satan reincarnated, so that could have been it. So, I don't know. I, I mean, Stafford played really well. I think this is probably his best game, I think, this season. Other than that interception late that seemed like it was going to put the Lions away, I thought he was really good, especially with the limited talent and, and ability they have on the field without Kenny Dolliday. So it was a good win. I'm not going to act like, hey, this team's going to the playoffs, but they are one game out. Like they they factually are one game out. But it, 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 if you think this team is actually going to make the playoffs, I think you need to take crazy pills because there's just like – David Montgomery looked like Adrian Peterson in like 2007. Like, like he, he, like this run defense is just not sustainable. And and you're going to see that against Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and Aaron Rodgers next week. 
Yeah, I mean, Collins, you nailed it. The big takeaway from this one is obviously just sticking it right in Patricia's craw. Like, dude, you suck. Suck it. Suck it, Patricia. Stick it behind his ear. You you were so bad at your job. Shove it up your cram hole, LaFleur. Cram hole, LaFleur. You you know, I I have something to say in a little bit. But this was such an exciting win from a fan perspective. And I know there's the camp out there of people who want this team to lose. I think you're losers. We all know we've kind of talked about this every week now since about, you know, the, the loss of the Colts, it seems like. But um, as far as this win goes, my biggest takeaways are that Matthew Stafford can still play football. Romeo Okwara is your best pass rusher, and he is what you thought you were getting in Trey Flowers. And also, I mean, this defense played so much better under Daryl Bevel than under Matt Patricia. And I, I want to throw out two statistics that I found today that I find very interesting. Uh, the Lions ran 57% zone coverage um, against the Chicago Bears on Sunday, and they only did about 42% through week 12. So, you know, Daryl Bevel saying, hey, uh, guess what, guys? We don't really have the, uh, the personnel, per se, to do man-to-man coverage so often, making a few adjustments, something Patricia never did. So there's that. And also, the Lions were one of only four teams this week to give up zero plays of 25-plus yards, uh, and they gave up 28 said plays uh, through Week 12. So not great under Patricia's tutelage, but Bevel comes in in one week, one swift slap of the hand, and it's like this team just played harder, and it was crazy to see. And it was actually heartwarming to see the players getting so excited for him after the game. And, And now I will say this. It makes me a little nervous that they're going to somehow talk themselves into rehiring this guy because I don't think that's the answer necessarily. But I do think, as Matt Hankel brought up in his interview, he should at least get a chance, an interview, you shake his hand, you thank him. If, if, if the Lions are to win out here and finish 9-7, and seven, I, he probably will. You get can't the bring him back. You well, can't. He probably will, though. He'll get the job. It's the Fords. You, I, I hate the cop out of it's the Fords, but – he absolutely will be back if they go nine and seven. The thing about we'll the, like, all that, later, but just as far as yesterday or Sunday goes, I was impressed by the defense. I was impressed by the players getting up to play for Dale Bevel, and I was very impressed per usual with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I, I would like to get back to the. Uh, I want to get back to the Daryl Bevel as a potential candidate conversation. We talk about. We're going to have to talk about the fact that you're like you said, Trent, the Lions are, or maybe it was Collins, they are, the Lions are like a game out, game out. And they're still, whatever you can see a team that's in the, in the hunt graphic, I love it. Like I'm all over it. That's awesome. So the Lions are in there, which is great. Um, as, as far as the game for me, um, you know, Trent, I, I, as far as what you're saying with the defense, I, I thought immediately out of the gate, the defense just looked sloppy. I mean, they still got 30 hung on them by Mitch Trubisky. So I get what you're saying as far as not allowing big plays. And I think a lot of that is, like you said, they played 50 some 58% zone. Um, that to me was just bizarre. And, and I guess I get the, the logic of Daryl Bevel must have a better grasp of reality than Matt Patricia did as far as the fact that he probably knows a, no matter what the Lions try to do, that they cannot generate a pass rush, and B, their secondary is not good enough to stick in man, even against Mitch Trubisky. So if that was the game plan coming in, which it obviously appears to be, that they that they didn't want to play man, 
been fine, I guess, but it was just bizarre to me that you would sit in these cover twos and cover threes all game long. And Can we talk how bad Will Harris is? He stinks. Not good. He's on my list of guys. We're going to do a segment stinks. at the He's end of so the season of who we want back. He's on my list of guys that, like, I need him out off the team. Like, I need him. He, he's horrible. Tobias horrible, too. Well, yeah. I, I mean, again, I, and that's where I think it comes down to. They obviously that they know their personnel better than we do. And we just, you know, I mean, obviously we watch it every week, but um, I, I, I don't know again, what the whole theory is. I just, I watch some of these teams. I mean, hell like give, give the jets credit, even though they, that was the worst play call I've ever. Well, they threw that game. That game was game. thrown. Right. They did try to, they did try to lose on purpose, but they sent, they sent the house on the last play of the game. You never see the lions do that kind of stuff. So to me, I thought they were a little bit too passive. It could just be a personnel thing. I don't get why they were doing it against Mitch Trubisky. They always – and, like, that's the thing. He's an NFL quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, whether you love him or hate him, and I don't think many people love him. But if you give him, if you give him that much time to throw and you're going to play off, off man on, on defense as far as secondary coverages go, then, I mean, anyone can make plays – uh, playing against that kind of defense. So that was a little bit disheartening. I, I do think, Trent, that you could definitely tell, uh, I think when that strip sack happened from Romeo Aquara, I mean, it was, uh, you could, I mean, Stafford comes on the field and like, that's it. Like that's, that's a win. I, you could kind of feel it. You could feel it in the balance. Um, great play there just to not quit. And I think, I think winning a game under those circumstances where like you were saying, Collins, they, they really look like they didn't have much going for them throughout the entirety of the game until, you know, things started to build later on in the game. They started to take a stand, but uh, to, to end a game like that in your interim head coach's first game as a head coach to get that win, all things that have been said in the media, everything that you went through with Patricia as being your head coach. I think that's huge for the momentum and the outlook of what this team might believe that they can do down the stretch. Um, I, I will say too, um, I, you're missing DeAndre Swift again. You're missing Kenny Galladay again. So it, it is, of course, a completely different team when you have those guys on the field. Um, Adrian Peterson has found somewhat of a decent amount of success the last couple of weeks. I know Carry On went down with an injury, which sucks. Um, so we'll, we'll see going forward. The, the, the talking point that I want to bring up, and again, I, I do want to talk about um, the rest of the schedule and what a, Lions vict- a streak of Lions victories could mean for Daryl Bevel and his position for potentially getting the head coaching job. As I was watching this game and I started to see things kind of come about, I, I, I got to thinking, and I know we talk about the roster all the time, and Coming into this year, Trent and I were very high on the roster. Collins, you were not. As time has gone on, I've started to write a lot of these guys off as being like, you know what? Like, they really just don't have it. They don't have the personnel there. But you see Stafford play a pretty great game. The offensive line, for the most part, at least in Decker and Ragnow, you have two anchors there that are have really been rock solid this year. And then you see Hawkinson make some plays, and you'll get Swift back. Assuming you re-sign Galladay. I'm, I'm starting to think that this team is not that far away personnel wise as we may think. Now oh I think I'm God. a defensive. Hang on. Oh, offensively, offensively, yes. I think I'm. I think I'm a defensive side of the ball. Like I texted you guys. Brutal. I don't need to see Jamie Collins back, but he. I mean, you're paying him so much money. Warrior, he, he stinks. 
I don't think he stinks, though. He's I don't terrible. Know. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been the best corner all year. He, he's, he's, yeah. He's ter- yeah, compared to Desmond Trufant, Aurier stinks. He's available. Yeah, I don't cool. Think, I, don't, I don't think he's been available. bad at all. I don't I'm think available. I don't think Aurier's been bad at all, but that's a my, different my, story. My point being here, as the topic of discussion that keeps coming up in the media and that we will definitely talk about here, whether if it's not today, we'll talk about towards the end of the year. But all eyes now come to Matthew Stafford. And once again, he showed you that, yes, I completely agree, Collins. You've been saying it for a while. We've all agreed. He has really not had that great of a year. We all agree that he has to play a near-perfect game for this team to have a chance, especially this season. But I, I just I, – the more and more I watch and the more and more I think about the money and the fact that I think if you cut Stafford after this year, I think you still have to pay – I think it's still a $25 million cap hit. And then of course you can trade them and try to rebuild. I just think given the circumstances, I just don't know if getting rid of Stafford is the right move. I, I just watching this game led me to believe that, especially on the offensive side of the ball, they are maybe one more receiver piece away and maybe an, an offensive lineman. That's not big V there's it was played two games for you all year playing in the wrong position and it wasn't even good on his other team and you went through him a bag. So maybe you get another offensive lineman in there that's strong. And then of course your, your attention has to go right to defense, but with the right head coach, with the right general manager, I think that I am now firmly sitting in the camp and, and I'm backtracking of what I said last week, as far as I don't think this team should be moving on from Matthew Stafford. I just don't. I think that they are close enough with him that they can go put pieces around him. And I, it's, I, I like contradict myself each week, but that's where I'm at. Well, I, I don't think you're re- – sorry, Trent, to cut you off there, but what's it called? I don't think they're going to re-sign Stafford after his contract regardless. I don't either. Don't so either. So they got, they got, like, what, two years left? Yes. Right do, it, it, it this year's a pretty solid quarterback draft. Are you comfortable with them drafting a quarterback in the first round? I think I would be I would be comfortable with them drafting a quarterback if they really feel like and I, I don't know what the draft is gonna be like next year or the year after, as far as if you're trying to get someone when Stafford's got one year left or you bring a guy in and just give him the keys right away. I don't know what those drafts will look like, but I mean, outside, I know like Trevor Lawrence will probably go number one. You're not going to be sitting there. I don't know between Trey Lance, between Justin Fields. You're, you're probably not going to get those guys, but like. Well, I, if, they, if they feel confident with the guy to have as, as a backup, I mean, to, to sit with Chase Daniel or Matthew Stafford in that room and just be, you know, under the impression like, look, you know, we, we have to draft for the future. And Matt, to be honest with you, you know, our, our window is going to be the next two years. We'll do whatever we can. And if it doesn't work out that we're going to let you go sign where you want. I'm, I guess I'm fine with that, but I would hate to see them if they can go get a player that, that is going to make a difference in this draft, whether it be, a, you know, an edge rusher or a, or a linebacker that they're comfortable with or, or, an, or, or a defensive lineman. Like if they feel like there's a guy there that can make an impact right away and play, then you might as well. I think it would be foolish to waste if you're if you're picking again we have to see too how many wins they can pile up here at the end and what their draft position is like but I guess if you're inside the top 10 somehow top eight like maybe you consider it and I I don't think I would be that upset about it but I would like to believe if they're not going to get a guy that they really want go get someone that can help you on the defensive side of the ball 
Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, Trent, I, I want your opinion because I obviously know that you're going to say you want to keep Stafford around. And like, like I tweeted last week, like, I love Matthew Stafford. I love Matthew Stafford. It's not that. But like, are we like, I, uh, sometimes we are so like one week after another, we're just so reactionary, like big picture. Like he hasn't been great this year. And, and, and I think he, like, this was his best game, and I do think he has a lot left in the tank. But I don't think the next two years are going to prime Stafford. Like, I really don't. Is that fair to say, Trent? I don't really know if you're going to get put put the team on your back, Stafford. But, again, I don't really know if that's what you need to win because the way that I see it is if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have anything. Now, that is oh, I agree. Because let's talk about this for a second. Do you guys remember, like, say the first six weeks of the season, what was all the talk for the MVP conversation? It was Russell Wilson, right? Because the Seahawks were just hot, and they were winning winning these games, and he was putting them on his back. doesn't work for 16 games. They're now 8-4 and four and in danger of losing their division to the Rams, who look a lot better. So my, my thing is, like, you need a guy who can bail you out in some situations, but it's not necessarily one of those things where you need him to put, put the team on his back every week. And I think that's what Stafford – has been asked to do for the last two years because of the incompetence at head coach and GM. Rabs, you always say Stafford has to play A, A+, B+, at worst for this team to even have a chance because the defense has been the problem in every loss this season. Now, whether that's because corners get hurt, like in the in the you know week one against the Bears when Desmond Trufant goes down and Justin Coleman goes down and Jeff Okuda isn't, isn't playing, period, or whether it's like the Packers game or the Saints game, or the Colts game, where the defense just literally doesn't show up. You know, it's it's one of those things. So for me, talk to talk to anyone who's a Lions fan who's older than us. You know, they'll tell you Matthew Stafford's the best quarterback they've seen in this franchise. And Collins, I hear you. That's not really saying a whole lot. And I, I yeah, I don't. You, I hate that. I hate that people say that. Like well, he's I, good. Like I, I think that discredits from like how good he's been. Like he's just been an objectively good quarterback. Don't be like, oh, he's the best. At, like. Yeah, cool. We had Scott Mitchell. We had Rodney Pete. Like, let, let's relax. Like, they weren't obviously world beaters. I think it just goes along. I, I completely hear what you're saying, and I agree. I think it just completely it goes along with the whole sentiment of you have to be careful what you wish for, right? And we're not going to do the whole Jim Caldwell thing. We're all in agreement there. The Lions needed to move on and take the next step, but you still did get find yourself in in the greed of oh, we're nine and seven. You want to step up here and look, you rolled the dice on Patricia and it seemed to be a sure thing, right? Everyone was excited about bringing in the newest Patriots guy. It didn't work. Like it didn't even come close to working. What was the guy's record? I don't even know, but all I'm saying, you guys saw the graphic on Fox yesterday of how many playoff wins NFL teams have had since 1958. The Houston Texans who have been a franchise since 2000 have four playoff wins since 1958. The Detroit Lions are dead last with one. I'm just so sick. We're all sick. This isn't a sad Lions podcast. I mean, it kind of is, but I'm just, I'm just saying like, Rabs, I'm completely with you. I want to retool and just at least ride out Stafford's contract. I'm not saying you have to drop the bag again and re-sign them. And I don't know if they will or what will happen, but I'll say this. I, I just don't see the harm in riding it out with him. I, you see it through, right? You gave him the money in 2017 because he earned it. He earned every dollar. And he really has earned every dollar since then because the market has even gone up. Like right now, the, the value you're getting from Stafford, it, it's, it's pretty, it's kind of a steal almost if you look at where the market is these days. And this is the last thing that I want to say is the whole Daryl Bevel thing. 
say the Lions do end up bringing him back as head coach, then I think Matt Stafford will be back next season because I think Daryl Bevel is going to want to, you know, that, that he took this job because he wanted to work with Stafford and he wanted to, you know, that, that kind of stuff. So if he's the head coach, he'll be back. If you bring in Sala or be enemy, I don't really know. But um, obviously, you know, those are different conversations for other days as the season rolls on. But as you sit right now, you're one game back, you're five and seven. And if you somehow miraculously pull this off, I think ESPN gave the Lions a 1.6% chance of making the playoffs. I would imagine Daryl Bevel will get his job. And I imagine that Matthew Stafford will be back in 2021. And I, and I, I, I right know I'm the pessimist on this show. I hope the Lions make the playoffs. And I'm not yeah. rooting against them anymore. Like I was rooting against them so Patricia to get fired. At this point, they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. And people were like, oh, well, they want to get into Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. I've said this a couple times on this and in the Green and White Report. They're not going to get there. They're just like there's, they there's haven't. no chance. They have there's too many wins. And, 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 and what's the third pick going to do you again this year? They're going to draft another cornerback to Jeff Okuda who can't cover anyone? Like, well, you no. know what? I'm, I'm, to that point, dude, I'm concerned now about Okuda because – that was like a Patricia Quinn guy who they really wanted, and he hasn't looked good at all. I know corners usually aren't good their rookie season, but, dude, he's he's been bad. And now you kind of well, wonder yeah, he if has you completely looked. whiff on the third pick this year because that would really stink. Well, athletically, he just, like, I from a system, like, perspective, Okuda just, like, athletically has not looked like I thought he would. Slow. And, and, and what the whole thing is about him, he said, oh, he's so quick side to side. Like, look at him flip his hips. He's he's just incredible. Haven't seen any of that this year. Haven't seen any of that this year. So that's discouraging. So I mean, there's a I mean, going to be a bunch of questions. I don't I do we I don't know if you guys want to go super in depth about this game. I don't think it says too much. I think next week if they win, which we're probably going to talk about pretty soon, then it starts like okay, maybe there's some tangible like proof that this team could actually make a run. I, I, the Lions are going to win a couple more football games. They just are. Because this seems like vintage Stafford, where he's going to pad his stats a little bit. And, and, and as Come he on. maybe not have had the season his stats say, but he still was productive. It's going to be like, I don't know. That that game against Chicago was the equivalent of what Stafford does and, like as a Lion. Like I've seen that game play out maybe 30 times since Stafford's been here. Like, they've had so many games kind of like that game against Chicago where, oh, they're from two scores, and then they let Stafford let it rip, and he starts making these incredible throws. And, and then you're wondering, why don't they do this all the time? And then you realize it's just not sustainable, but they always do it. Like, he always does it. That's that's the one thing that I also liked about the offense, too, is I just felt like they let Stafford open it up and get the ball downfield more, and they – we didn't talk about the uh, the cutting of Marvin Hall, which didn't make a ton of sense to me. Do we want to touch on that real quick? You can. I, I, I think my big thing with it is just that you've got a guy like Cephas. You wanted him to get a little more, a few more reps. Muhammad Sanu was better than Marvin Hall. I, we haven't talked about him at all, but he's actually been really good. And then, I mean, me and my roommate were talking about it. We were like, why wouldn't you just cut Danny Amendola? Well, because Danny Amendola is a vet, and you want him to mentor the other guy. Do so I, know, I hate Danny Amendola. I know you both do. <laughs> I, I'm not a fan either, but I'm just saying. I think Go that post was, another shirtless Instagram. Nobody cares about you, Danny. I'm sorry. Sorry Olivia Copo broke your heart. Get over it. I, I think he is over it. I, I think don't think he is. You don't like him because you think he's not over it. Whatever. I don't think he is. I, I, I that that's my idea on the whole situation. Marvin Hall was a guy who like he he either 
wasn't catching the ball or getting thrown to, or it was a touchdown every single time. So it's not, I, he kind of reminds me of Corey Fuller. You guys remember him? Like it, it, Notre Dame's best. Yeah. It's either in the end zone or it's not. So it, it doesn't, I'm, I wasn't really upset by it. Little head scratching, of course, but like, you know, Bevel's kind of calling the shots now. So. Yeah. I, but the, the, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, look, I think Marvin Hall is just to, to have a guy to, a true deep threat like Bomber is always nice to have. And I mean, Cephas caught his nice deep ball. And, and so that was nice to see um, the whole, I Collins, I can't stand when people do like the stat pad for thing. I, what do you, they won the game. It's not like they were losing. I'm not by saying 35. that. I'm not saying that Rabs. I'm saying they're going to go seven and nine. And then you're, you're going to like buy in. You're like, wow, Stafford had a very, very nice year and realization the first half of the year, he was not that good. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the numbers I mean, will line up like that's a whole thing where people are like, is Matthew Stafford a Hall of Famer? He's obviously not a Hall of Famer, but his he has Hall of Fame numbers. How that's what I'm saying. Like at the end of the day, he's gonna put up massive numbers year in, year out. And then and sometimes it doesn't translate to how he really played for his just like caliber and like expectation. Yeah, is enough. that fair? Fair enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. Um, but yeah, so let's so let's quickly talk about obviously we'll talk about the Green Bay game on Sunday. As far as them running the table, it, it's just it, – it's funny. I, I, I'm not – by no means am I going to buy back in. I, I think hope they, they probably do. do. They probably do have to run the table to get in, right? I mean, can they get in at 8-8? Eight and eight? I, don't even, I don't even know. I think they actually nine. probably could. They could, if, but we – yeah. They would need I, Seattle and – yeah, they would need a lot of I mean, they do, play, they do play Tampa, which is going to be a huge game. It could, well, it could be a huge game. Also, I will say this: the win against Arizona is huge for if yes. this is if this is to happen because Arizona is <laughs> not going to believe win that. it if they got in. Oh my god! And and you think back to how that game went, and it was just like I mean, week three, first win of the season, and it was Matt Prater banging one. He stinks, by the way. Matt Prater needs to just <laughs> man, man. I mean, I love him. I'll always love him. I think he's like a top five lion scorer ever. But like, oh, he's a kicker. He has no, I know, but I, I that's what I'm saying. I appreciate what he's done here, but I just he he has lost it. Yeah, um, but either way, I, it's it's the schedule is not all that. I mean, but that's the thing though. It's like I hate that I'm doing this. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Do so, it. You have Do the it. Vikings. No, I'm not. I'm not going to give you the the. Here's my method to running the table. But like the Vikings don't scare me. Tennessee has looked real bad as of late. I don't know if I mean. Derrick Henry obviously has shown in a couple games this year that he is human, but not against your Lions. The Lions, Derrick Henry will have like 500 yards if that game matters at the end <laughs> yeah. of the season. Like, yeah, does, like if they actually like run him the football, like he will have yeah. 500 yards. No, it's a, so I don't I, know. Let's, we'll, let's... I, just imagine this. Just picture this: Jelani Tavai in the hole with Derrick Henry. <laughs> Just well, I, I don't want to picture that, Colin. Stop being mean. I'm just I'm trying, I'm trying to enjoy the win. Let's, so, let's well, speaking do, of Jelani uh, Devai, I hate to I'm, – I'm talking yes. a lot, and I'm, like, cutting well, you guys off the time. I like when you talk a lot. We're good. But what's it called? My, You guys have all met my roommate, Will. If you Will's one of the biggest Detroit Lions fans I've ever met in my entire life. If you bring up Jelani Tavai, he will literally have a brain aneurysm. I've never seen any. If you want to get him zero to a hundred, he goes. <laughs> it's this. There's. I love. That's the best part about being a fan. There's certain like players that just like you're hot immediately. Like you mentioned immediately, you're hot immediately. He's table. He's table. You get hot like zero to hundred. Like that's Will. Lebron. Lonnie Tavai. He's like. 
they got him in the second round. The second round. They could have drafted him to six. It's just, it's unbelievable. <laughs> that was crazy uh, when that happened. Should I get like, him on I, right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get Will on right now. I can get Will. Uh, I let's talk about. Well, let's just do the Green Bay game. Uh, we can do the picks as we wait for Will to come on here. I don't know if Will's going to come on, but is he coming, Collins? He's muted, Collins. <laughs> Collins is freaking out on the Zoom. Unbelievable. Um, but we'll talk about Green Bay. Um, this game is this the game that got flexed? This was a one o'clock game originally, wasn't it? It did get flexed. Dude, wow, they love us. They want to watch us burn, but it's not going to happen because the Lions are going to keep running the table right now this weekend. Okay, so we have Packers at Lions. That is a 4.25 p.m. game on Sunday. Uh, We'll take a look at the picks. I'd love to hear you guys' opinion on how you think the game is going to go. We'll talk about that. Um, Ryan Collins is 11-13 and on the year. Trent, 13-11. and Myself, I am 14 and 10. I would love to see what my record is since I opened my mouth about being undefeated. Because I think since that podcast, when I was maybe like you were 10 like 10 and 0, 0. you were 10 and 0, 12 and 0. So it is so you're just very been average since then. <laughs> abysmal, abysmal since then. Um, Green Bay is a seven and a half point favorite in this game. The total is 55 and a half points. Trent, I will start with you. The Lions 1,000% cover this line. It's too big. They're fired up. If they play anything like they played against the Bears, they're going to cover the line. So that's that's how we do it on here. I'm not going to say win or loser, but hint, the Lions are going to win. Um, I will say that <laughs> the Packers' biggest flaw is stopping the run. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but that's kind of why they almost sneaky lost to Jacksonville because they couldn't you know, stop that uh, that Robinson guy. So I will say this. If DeAndre Swift is available, that is monumental for your Detroit Lions. Um, If not, Adrian Peterson could have a vintage day against the Packers, against a familiar foe, but I don't know. All in all, I'm just going to trust Matt Stafford to get a win at home. The game was flexed because Fox or whoever did it wants to watch the Lions burn on national TV again, or they just want to talk about the, the whole Patricia situation on a national level. I don't know what the whole situation is. But 425 at Ford Field never happens. It's happening, uh, and the Detroit Lions will win this game. Um, oh, over-under. Uh, I didn't pick over-under. Over. Yes. Um, I If you watch the Packers-Eagles game, like the Packers like, dominated that game, but at the end almost like, kind of gave it away. Just I don't know what they were doing, what the play calling was. The Packers either look fantastic or they stink. They're, they, they are one of those teams that just you can't really get a read on them. I think they're really, really good. It's just when they don't have it, they don't have it, like, at all. I think this is a close game. So, I, I do think the Lions will cover the line. I think the Packers win. I think it goes over. It feels like – I hate to even bring this game up because this is, like, top five heartbreaking Lions games in my lifetime. It reminds me of, like, that Thursday night when they put Tudor as the OC, and obviously it ended in a Hail Mary. But you know what I'm saying, Trent? Like, I, I, I could see the Lions jumping on the Packers here early. I, I, I just could see that. Yeah, and they go up like 24. Wasn't it like 24-0? It was like 24-7. It was 17 nothing. Yeah, then like, you know, an hour later, we've got Randall Cobb recovering fumbles in the end zone for touchdowns. That that was that, – that game, oh, my God. Like, that was all – this, all this stuff that was happening in that game was unheard of. But anywho, not, not to cut you guys off. 
Um, I also think it's going to be a tight game, but at the same token, Collins, you're so right about the Packers. It's like some games you watch these guys play and you're like, aren't you supposed to have one of the best quarterbacks of all time? This, well, this Rodgers Packers... has been good all year. I'm just saying like, like there's games where defense, not defensively, there's this games where you're like, what is Marcus Van, like Stantley doing? What is, what is like, why is Aaron Jones not getting touches? Like, it's just like, they're off. They're so off. It's weird. And Rodgers is they're... still good. Their their offense to me, like you mentioned, the running attack, Jamal Williams and, and Aaron Jones, you're usually a problem, it seems like. And then to me, Devontae Adams, I don't know who they expect to cover him. Aaron Rodgers is in Devontae Adams. I feel like Devontae Adams has 10 catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns every single game. So that could be trouble. But I do think, Collins, you're absolutely right. This is a game that I just can see the Lions coming out and getting on the board first and maybe going up 10 nothing, 14 nothing, 14 3. And it's going to be a matter of can you hold yourself together long enough to just get to the end of the game? I don't know if they can do it, but I don't expect this game to be as ugly as it was last time. I think the Lions, in, in some way, shape, or form, probably feel like if they can just get this win and get themselves the six and seven, then like now we're talking potentially, because I think that the Packers is probably, it could, could be the hardest game you have left. I know you're going to have to see Tom Brady, yes, but this could be is. the hardest game you have left. Um, I will take the lines, the cover. I will take the under at 55 and a half. Um, I know I should take the over and it, for some reason it's like it, on one hand, it's like the lions defense can be so bad, but at the other hand, like, 55 and a half is such a large number of points. Uh, it's, not I'll take that the large, it's not that large when you got a warrior on Devontae Adams. Well, and they, the Lions just covered that line against a Bears defense is very good. So, yeah, I just, uh, I'll take the, uh, I'll take the unders because you guys went over. I got to, I got to. Well, that's probably the right call because here. I don't think I've hit a single over under this year. I just fade Collins on the totals. It's unbelievable. Um, all right. I, I, how the hell am I above 500? I pick the Lions every week. I think the, the Lions haven't been that bad, at, like considering like covering or, and we get lines that, yeah. to be fair, we're doing this on Monday. Yeah. So the line like shifts. <laughs> so like you could get it at an early line that's probably better than it usually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. That is the picks. Packers at Lions, 425 p.m. on Sunday. Let's do the trifecta. And let's get out of here. Well, that just makes it sound like the trifecta is just whatever. So let, let's just. No, all right. Hold on, hold on. No, no, no. Back you track. can't. You, no backtracking. All no. right. It's time for Trent's trifecta. Trent, three questions are on the docket, on the plate, whatever. Let's just do it and get out of here. <laughs> okay. All right. Question one. And this is something that I want to ask because I'm curious as to what the general taste is here. Do you guys drink seltzers? Do you, do you enjoy yes. them at all? Like white claw? Well, no free ads. Never mind. I'm not going to throw them out there, but Collins. Ooh. Yes. Yes. I think it's general consensus. I think almost everybody, especially at the college level, when there's sometimes there's all day type of gatherings going on. I think seltzers have made it into the mix as probably the number one contender to beer. Yeah, and, 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 and you, you kind of thought it was going to be like a fad for a little bit. It's not. And I'll say this. As it's going on, I despise them. Like, uh, uh, the more I drink them, the more I despise them, even though I continue to drink them. The more you drink them, the more you despise them? It, they're not that – they. 
I don't like the taste that much. To be honest, I'm not a Lacroix guy or whatever. Well, okay, well, I, the question is, do you like do you like seltzer? I kind of do. <laughs> I feel better after I drink them. Okay, that's the, that's the reason I drink them. Let's get Rabs in the mix. I like. I I can't get down. I can't get down Lacroix. I can't like. Perrier at just at San oh, Pellegrino's or whatever. I, mean, I, I just can't, I can't stomach it, but I will say the seltzers is like Colin said these days at my age golf course. I mean, you know, back in the day, I say that like I'm like 30 years old, but I, I think that as Colin said, when you get to like the tailgate type ordeal, it's changed. Seltzers have changed the tailgate and the golf and like the darty game because like if you drink a bunch of beers during a tailgate, you can start to like feel it in your stomach. And like, I don't, you never want to be the guy at the tailgate, just pounding hard liquor, but the seltzers are that happy medium of like, you almost feel like you're drinking water and you're like placeboing yourself into thinking that you're staying hydrated when you're really not. And it's a little bit lighter. So I don't, I never like reach for seltzers. Like if I, if I go to the store to like, get booze like hanging out with my friends i'm never i'm like never getting seltzers but i'll drink them if they're there and if you're on the golf course and it's 95 degrees outside and you're 10 over through three then yeah it's just that's what has to happen seltzer okay city. well well i first of all i am that guy uh who drinks pound, who pounds hard liquor on the uh at the tailgate but whatever that that that's whatever i am not really a i, I despise seltzers i'm trying some bud light uh, you know, the, the holiday edition and the spirit of the season, early impression, not great, but what flavor cranberry. Well, if that's not good, then you're, you're peppermint. The thing, this, <laughs> no, those are good. Those are good. The like ginger snap ones. Those are good. I'm about to try those next Collins, but, but I'll I, say I, this though, the seltzer game, it's like run its course for me, but I still continue because like you said, Rabs, it's like, the, like the beer you have like three not three or four yeah like when you're doing the all day thing it's just like it's it's tats and on a good old like stomach eating a meal it's like eating a meal yeah and especially when you're like it, it, after you have a few pops like you usually do you're gonna probably get something like gross and greasy from like doordash so it, yeah. it, i mean seltzers have obviously changed the game but i'll say this there are some horrible options Horrible options. I'm not going to say those because we don't give free ads out, but there's some horrible options out there. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Very good answers. Um, second question in the spirit of uncertainty, that was definitely not phrased right. In the uncertainty of, you know, the Detroit Tigers, Detroit Red Wings seasons happening and how, what they're going to look like and stuff like that. I want to ask you guys, would you rather have a wing season or a tiger season uh, this winter slash, tigers. slash summer? Collins Tigers. Because I, the wind stinks still. They're gonna be. They're, this is another rebuilding year. I think the Tigers could actually be somewhat competitive. Still rebuild, uh, but they're more competitive. Also, I like the Tigers more than the Red Wings. Well, okay, yeah, that's fair. In fairness, I guess this question was geared more towards Rabs because he is decked out in his Red Wings gear right now and sent a text in the group chat earlier saying we might not see Wings hockey this year. So, Rabs, what are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm very, I'm just, it's just so typical NHL to like not be able to, the season is supposed to start in theory in January and it just looks like it's not going to happen. I have to imagine they are playing hockey at some point, but as a hockey fan, it's just like so disheartening to me that I have to sit through this. Now, let me ask you, Trent, are you saying Red Wings, hockey, Tigers, baseball, do I have the opportunity to go watch them in person or no? 
No fans. I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just saying, you either have. I would one kill for an opening one, day this year. One season. Like if, yeah. Well, if you, if you, if you told me, if you told me that I could get to sit and watch a game at Comerica Park versus LCA, I would have to, I, I would have to probably take the baseball element because it's just more of like a lively experience being outside and whatnot. Um, but I, I do, I disagree with Collins. I think with some of the names they brought in, like Troy Stetcher and the Mesnikov, Bobby Ryan, I'd like to see those guys in a Wings uniform. I would Instead like of the Tigers. Um, yes, and I say that spitefully because I don't understand why Matthew Boyd is still on the team. That well, infuriates me. Okay, cool. They haven't really made any moves this offseason. There hasn't been a lot of movement in baseball because I think the uncertainty with the salary cap and everything going on there. But, like, the Red Ones are not exciting. I, I I don't think that's a hot take. I think the Tigers are actually have pieces that are exciting. Like yeah, Bobby I, Ryan I, is I, I, like I like you know it's like nice. I know I know what you're saying. I know as far as as far as young talent that's going to be here that you're going to get to watch. Yes, the Tigers between Candelario. I don't know if you'll see Riley Green, Torkelson, whatever. But I I just I love. It sounds like you're going like to see Torque maybe this year. So that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know Tigers. <sighs> Final answer, Rams. It's got to be Tigers. Tigers. I don't think it's even a question. Flipping, flipping. Okay, well, you guys know, okay, for me, it's Tigers. Redwoods were the worst team in, like, the history of the NHL almost last year. Oh, I know. I watched And I I don't think we're going to see Cider this year. I don't think, like, like, you might see Sedina, who I don't think very highly of. Know what I mean? Like I, I oh, don't... you'll see you'll see Zadina all year. You'll probably see Cider. You probably won't see Lucas Raymond, but I don't know. I, I'm more excited to I guess see like the AHL product because you're gonna probably see like Jonathan Bergen. I don't know if Alvin Gurry will get a chance. Um Joe Valeno. Like that's that's what I mean. You never know. You don't know if I can see Joe Valeno this year. Who knows? Excited for both. Shout out to the vintage Motown rundown in the studios and impact at impact sports. When I basically said, I think back in 2018 that I wanted to see Zadina on the ice that year. So uh, yeah, that's about how much I know about hockey. What final question on the trifecta tonight, what's your guys' favorite Christmas tradition? I'm asking this because I am so immersed in the season right now and I'm trying to do all I can. So I want to see if I can maybe pluck, pick your guys' brain, maybe steal a tradition or two from you. Collins, what's your favorite Christmas tradition. Uh, I don't really like. <laughs> don't really have one, I guess. I mean, usually, I mean, Christmas Eve, maybe just eating. Like my mom just making stuffed shells. That's probably my favorite Christmas tradition because my mom is a fantastic cook. So that's probably my favorite Christmas tra- tradition. I, by the way, I hate people who act like the NBA on Christmas is even remotely similar to Thanksgiving and football are idiots. And I like the NBA and I like the NBA. It's it's just not not the same. same. It's not the same, but also Collins, we have a team that plays as traditionally every Sunday on or every Thursday on Thanksgiving. I think if the Pistons played every Christmas day, it might be a little bit. Well, they did play Christmas day and it was like, cool. It's like, Oh, cool. They're playing. What's like an NBA like, and Christmas day is usually the biggest matchup of the regular season. It's like that MLK day and some other times, but, uh, but like, I hear you though. I, I, it's, like, miss me with those tapes. Those tapes are not good ones. I hear you. Um, I first of all, on that on that note, I, I do think there really is something not. to be said about um being able to watch Thanksgiving football, especially the Lions with like family members that you don't usually get to watch games with. Like, that's awesome. I love doing that. But my favorite Christmas tradition, my mom and I, like my brother, we always make this uh, Italian Christmas cake every Christmas Eve, like late at night. 
um, that I guess her mom used to make. So that's always fun. I, as far as just like, oh, we also always go get a real Christmas tree. That's big. I, I have a big, big proponent of uh, it was mine. Of cutting one down. We yes. did that at the old, t- no free ads, but Tannenbaum Farms up in like Lansing or Mason area. Did that with the with the roommates two years in a row. So that two or three years in a row. So that was awesome. Um, other than that, like I just love like the thing with Christmas traditions. I, I more so look at it as just like when it's Christmas time and there's snow on the ground and it's in the air. Like you need to be outside doing stuff. Grab a hot chocolate, walk around, go look at some lights. Like get active. I love for the ponds to freeze so I can get out there and rip around. That would be nice because unfortunately in the state of Michigan you're not allowed to play hockey ever again for the rest of your life because it's so dangerous for everyone else out there. I hate that. I don't mean to get like that, but I'm very, well, very frustrated. You can play pond hockey if you wanted to. No, I know, but I'm saying like, I've like for the kids that I like coach in hockey that have now for another two week extension of it, they, they can't play hockey for whatever reason, but they, you know what they can do though. They can go to the strip club if they all want to what do you that. Mean, what do you mean for whatever reason? There's a global pandemic. No, but I'm saying as opposed to other things that are open or as the why the Rabs, fact. how like, selfish of you to be thinking of these kids. Yeah, whatever. Go ahead, go ahead. Blow up my, go, go <laughs> blow up my Twitter. Go blow up my Twitter that I'm concerned for the mental health of, of these high school kids. They're trying to develop socially. Hey, Will. Oh, nice hair. Hey, Will. Will. Strong. Can so I go ahead? Oh, let, me, let, let, let me hand him the headphones because it was in a stop recording if I don't. Here's Will. Can I give the magic words? Or do we want raps? Will, what's up, fellas? Long time no see. <laughs> First time, long time. Will, big wills on the podcast. Will, we want to get your thoughts on Jelani Tavai. We heard he's your favorite player, and Collins is getting you a jersey for Christmas. <laughs> Absolutely, just my absolute favorite. I love the guy. So good. No, he is. He 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 can't cover anyone. He can't. He can't cover. He looks lost on the field. He looks lost. He doesn't know where he's running. If you look at some of the games, I think a few weeks ago, I forgot who they were playing. They circled him on the screen, and he was just running the wrong way from the play, the opposite field. (laughs) Not even that he's bad. I don't really care that much. It's the fact that Patricia and Quinn are giving each other wet willies and noogies in the war room after they draft him in the second round when he could have gone in the – Eighth round, they're like, oh, well, kind of a steal. And they're fired up, jumping at each other. I'm like, what is going on? Who is Will, this guy? Well, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, when we drafted Jelani Tavai, I'll never forget it. I was in my dorm room at Acres on campus here at Michigan State. And after that happened, I had to go take a walk to the cat. Yeah. Because I, 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 I said, I, I said out loud, who? I mean, like, there was no tape on the guy. There was no tape. There was no analysis. There was nothing. I didn't know if he was real. No, I had no idea. Yeah. So so I appreciate that we kind of share a disdain for Jelani Devai. But I, I, I hope everyone that. does. He's kind of thick, though. He's kind of – you could use him in the right system, right? You know, Patricia system, you could use him there. Yeah. Wow. Fantastic. Great pick, Quinn. Thanks a lot. A horrible number, too. He wears 51. Brutal. Brutal. All right. Nice seeing you guys. Good to see you, Will. (laughs) All right. There's our uh, our segment with Will for the week. I told you you'd get rattled. Angry Will. I love it. I love it. All right. Is that all we got, Trent? Are you saying anything else? Are we done? Yeah. No, that's all we got. I I appreciate your guys' answers. My favorite is cutting down the Christmas tree with my family. It's a lot of fun. So I saw that on Facebook. Yep. My mom always documents it on Facebook. I always document the behind the scenes on Snapchat. It's always nice. fun. Miles just accepted my, my favorite tradition, Trump, getting presents. 
Ooh. Okay, that's good. No, it's nice getting Ooh. stuff. I like it. Getting presents is Colin's favorite Christmas. We'll have to go yeah. through our Christmas list on one of these episodes coming up. Oh. Yeah, I'm done. No, when, when, whenever we do our holiday extravaganza, we'll do that. That'll be oh, one. yeah. <laughs> we also have to do Can you guys the... use the studio? Can you guys use the studio yet or no? No. Not yet, no. Unreal. Probably not going to be able to this year. That's okay. I got to sign the wall, dude. I got to sign the wall next to I, Mike I will always remember that, Rabs. When we were doing that episode, when I was the producer for the Dream White Report, I was like, dude, you probably should just sign it just in case. And you're like, nope, 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 nope. Gonna have him next week. <laughs> you were so sure about it. I was, dude. I <laughs> uh, how times have Imagine changed. Too much faith in science. Yeah, I I was calling for the vaccine before anyone else. Everyone else is behind. I've been calling up for it for. I was I, the first guy to call for the vaccine. Listen, I'll never forget. I I don't mean to bring up. It it was. I think it was the first night that the that. The coronavirus really hit the NBA really hard. Remember what it just happened out of nowhere? Yeah, oh, yeah. Were recording. I think yeah, we were recording. It was like a Wednesday night, and Rabs goes, "I just need everyone to bear down one time. Just figure it out. We're gonna let, Dude, the, I, we're gonna let the flu stop the NBA season." You were just like Rabs, the, the, the like Rabs, the week before, like everything shut down had maybe some of the worst hates ever. <laughs> I know it was bad. It was so disrespectful. You owned up to all of it the next week. I'll never forget. No, but it was just like the viruses owned you. Like the viruses spit in Rab's face. It's like, yeah, you don't think I'm <laughs> yeah. this. Like, watch me. Yeah, like two weeks. Little did I know. It would He's go like on DK to kill Metcalf hundreds of thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our first episode on Zoom, Rab's like, hey, actually, I'm, you know, I, I have to walk back a couple things I said about the coronavirus. Yeah, sorry, sorry I, I discredited the fact that uh, hundreds of thousands of people would die from this thing. Um, but I digress. Um, big Pistons season preview coming up next week. If Trent can do that for us, Trent and Collins, it'll be all you guys. Um, other than that, thank you guys for listening to the show. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown. For Trent Bailey and Ryan Collins, I am Ryan. You've been with so many questions, comments, or suggest topics for the show on Twitter at Motown underscore Rundown or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Don't miss a single episode of the show. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. Subscribe. Give us five stars if you want. You don't have to, but please do. It's the giving season. Be nice. We've been through a lot this year. New episodes every week. We will see you next time. Good voice crack to end the show. Unreal. Unreal. See you next time.